0: Welcome to the Freelance Revolution Podcast. I'm Leah. And I'm Sarah. We're both seasoned freelancers running successful online businesses that allow us the flexibility to live the lives that we want. We do different work as freelancers, we find our clients in different ways, and we have different business models. The one thing that unites us is a passion for helping others work on their own terms. We're not here to give you a silver
1: bullet or sugarcoat the work it takes to develop and run a successful business. We're here to guide you through the journey we've already taken, bust common myths about the freelance lifestyle, and give you the support you need to keep going when things get tough.
0: The Freelance Revolution podcast is brought to you by Freelancers Align, our free community for freelancers and solopreneurs.
1: Did we mention that membership is free? Go to freelancersalign.com to learn more and sign up. Hi, Leah. Hi, Molly. Hello. Hi, guys. Happy to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have you. How's everyone doing today?
2: Really good. Yeah, really good. It's Wednesday. Tuesdays seem to be like the worst day of the week. I don't know if you guys feel that, but yeah, it's like the new Monday. Yeah, so I'm happy.
1: We're in the middle. Yeah. I've also recording got, this. I've, I don't know about you guys, but I've got some like fall, some fall vibes beginning to happen here, which mm-hmm. I like, didn't realize how much I needed it. And this week I'm like, Oh, yeah, it's not 1 million degrees outside. Yes, yes. Um, great. Well, um, we have Molly Rose Speed here to talk to us about, I think there are lots of topics that we're going to touch on, but today we're going to talk about um, how to become a virtual assistant. And so, Molly, do you want to start off by just, like, introducing yourself, telling us about, like, what you do about your company?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I am first and foremost a military spouse. That's how I got into this virtual world, needing a flexible career and was a corporate cubicle dweller. I like to say quit cold Turkey and became a virtual assistant, not really knowing what that was. This was over 12 years ago. So the it was around for our work week was out there, but virtual assistants were people that were in the Philippines. It cost $4 an hour. So I really changed the game on that throughout the years and learned everything I could in the online business space from the virtual assistant role to the, you know, building courses and websites and the more advanced things that freelancers do. And along the way I had military spouses asking me prim- primarily military spouses, how do I do what you do? So One too many Starbucks dates later, I created a a virtual assistant academy that certifies virtual assistants. My goal is to have the best workforce of VAs in the United States. And we also place them now with entrepreneurs. The pandemic has really picked that up greatly as the world gets used to working virtually.
1: So that's my name today. Awesome. We're so happy to have you here. Let's start out with like, maybe feels like a basic question, but... um, what is a virtual assistant?
2: Yeah, I love this question. Before we hit record, it's that definition is different to everyone. Uh, my definition is the person you would see in an office, that executive assistant that sits in the desk outside of a, a executive office, uh, but virtual. So everything from all that general admin that happens from scheduling meetings, email management, documenting important tasks or uh calls or following up with customers, doing customer support, basic invoicing and expense categorization, travel booking, uh, managing busy calendars. And then it kind of gets advanced from there. So we kind of had a conversation where virtual assistants kind of fall into the tech that they really like. Like if they really like working in Teachable or something, then they can kind of focus and become the freelancer that they are in that. But as a virtual assistant role specifically, I think it's that basic managing the day-to-day operations of an individual and or business.
1: How do, tell me about some of the reasons why people would want to become a VA as a po as opposed. I mean, I think there's like all the reasons that Leah and I have talked about a lot about like why people would want to become a freelancer. Um and but like why like what's like so attractive about being a VA? That's a great question. I think
2: when you start in this world, you know, when I started I didn't know what entrepreneur meant. I went to a conference and I was like wow didn't learn this in college, which now it's everywhere. So being paid for a skill set that you already know is what I kind of equated that to, which is probably more freelancer than entrepreneur. But in some ways, we are all entrepreneurs running our businesses. However, uh, when you're starting as a virtual assistant, I think it's the lowest hanging fruit because there's something in the virtual assistant world where we all know something about the job. So we've all done a Facebook post. We've probably all sent an email or been able to use Gmail or schedule the meeting or clicked on a Zoom link and put it into a calendar invite. All those little things are the basics of being a really good virtual assistant, believe it or not. So you're already doing it. So I think it's just the easiest entry into this world. And also it kind of gets your feet wet. So you can do a lot of things and you might end up hating social media and remove that off your skill set, Or you might love email management and become an expert at cleaning people's inboxes from 50,000 emails down to two. You know that's something people can, VAs can do.
1: Love it. Yeah. yeah, I think that both the thing that I think is so attractive about, and I think you're right. Like, I think VA is like a relatively new term that um, maybe didn't exist five or ten years ago, and the pandemic I think has really increased the amount of people that are looking for this kind of support and realizing that they don't have to like hire a full time assistant to be able to get um, this kind of support. The thing I think that is so nice about, like a VA and that is sometimes being like the first, someone's first like entree into the freelancing world is that you really are able to a, like think about using a lot of the types of skills that you already have and you're naturally good at. So if you're good at organizing things, if you're good at communicating on like all those kinds of things, I think a lot of it, it doesn't require like a certification or a college degree or any of those kinds of things. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: and you're able to really get a taste of like all different kinds of things and maybe end up spinning off into something where maybe you end up becoming a copywriter, maybe you end up becoming a graphic designer maybe you end up becoming a product developer um, just because of the experience that you got being a VA for someone.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't have put it better myself. I think, uh, yeah, it really gets your feet wet. And and I love that you brought up the point where you don't have to have a college degree or you can have be someone that has their master's and just needs right. flexibility. We have tons of those that come through uh, because that world might not offer virtual opportunities. So It's just, it's a great career to start running your own business, get your feet wet, and experience the level of freedom that being a freelancer provides.
1: Totally. I mean, I'm so glad you said that too, because I think, I think you're absolutely right that like, it's not, I think the barriers to entry are super low for being a VA. Like you can, you can start, it's super easy to start off um, and we'll have you give us some like tips of how to do that um but yeah whether you have whether you don't have a college degree or you have a master's and just like like you said want flexibility want to like get outside of the corporate box that maybe you are in it's really open to everyone um and I think the variety of skills that it takes to be a VA can be something that like I think anyone can kind of figure out well Mm -hmm. I mean like I'm sure there are people that are like not actually suited to being PA, um, <laughs> but I think in general it's like a super broad um category of skills that you yeah to use. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Where I see a lot of people coming into the VA world of freelancing is people who are already in that nine to five job. They're like those administrative assistants in law firms, in dental offices, in all of those different things. And so they're a really good entry level virtual assistant. And whenever I've had conversations with them in the past of, yes, you can do all of these skills to begin with, like virtually for a bunch of different people. Um, but then narrowing yourself into what you want to do um, because there's a reason that they are interested in leaving that commitment of that nine-to-five job, whether it's just that time commitment, whether it's just they're not happy in that role. Like there's so many different reasons that they're ready to leave and it's pinpointing like what makes the most sense for them and coming into the digital world, the virtual world of being a VA is a lot different and a lot ex- a lot more excitement for them because they can work on their own terms. Mm-hmm. I think that's where um you know just an entry level VA not to like downplay that like entry level stuff but it gives them a place a play where they can still make money while they're still figuring out what their next steps are or how- where they want to niche down. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of the Conversations I have with
2: entrepreneurs, you know, um, solopreneurship is huge right now. People starting their own businesses, and for this specific service, and what I say to them is, along the way, you picked up twenty-seven hats that you don't want to wear, and it's likely you don't have the the budget to hire all these specialists. So, who better than a virtual assistant to hire first to start being your right hand person to take off a lot of these these tasks that bog you down from your zone of genius, I like to say. Uh, so I think that's really important for the virtual assistants to understand, like you're really, really valuable to these people's businesses. And it's not just this admin role. It's so much more. I mean, you're the, the front door to the business. You're the person that's sitting in the office greeting people, right? But you're virtual. So it's, it's, it's really rewarding if you make it that way.
1: Totally. Um, I was also just thinking about that. I think becoming a VA, again, another reason why I think it's like the perfect entry into the freelancing world is that it's also like a great place for career like pivoters and or like parents that are coming back into the workforce. So I think that like being a parent, it gives you so many of the skills that VAs need, (laughs) like juggling all kinds of things, scheduling things, multitasking, organizing things like all like I think um th- I've taught I've personally coached a few people who are either pivoting like a little bit later in life like I've been doing this thing my whole career and now I want to go and do something different or they're like I you know took a few years off to like raise my kids and now I want to get back into the workforce mm-hmm. and whether they like officially call themselves a VA or not I think a lot of them tend towards those types of freelance roles where it's like You're leaning into a skill set that you've naturally developed in your life. Um, And it makes you really good at organizing other people's stuff. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, if you're a really put together mom whose kids are at school from nine to two thirty and you want to go and help other I say like executive women, you know, they're working and they're, they need help with the day-to-day home that you're so good at. That's a level of being a virtual assistant. It's a personal virtual assistant, or it could be in your own town where you're just a personal assistant. So there's so diff, so many different ways to approach this, not just on the business side, it could be on the personal side. So that's a really good point too.
1: Yeah, I love it. So let's get into the nitty gritty a little bit. Tell us about how, so if someone was like, I want to, I'm thinking about becoming a VA, what would you tell them to like, think about first?
2: Yeah. So a few things. Uh, I think the first thing is to identify your skill sets that you already possess. So we kind of got into this, but I believe that I have a lot of new virtual assistants come to me and they're like, I don't, I don't have anything to offer. It's like, well, after five minutes of chatting, we can pull a whole bunch of stuff out of your experience. So get over that mindset of you're new and you don't know because you do know, uh, we already talked about how you're already checking email. for for yourself, or you know how you sit on Facebook all day, like that is a job that no one else wants to do. If you enjoy it, you can do it or for a Pinterest expert. And these are just ideas of things, or you're really good at planning travel. Like there are people that will hire you, um, like executives, like I said, or if you get within a business, uh, working for public speakers where you just book all their travel for them or send their contracts. There's so many different things uh, where if you look at a list of what virtual assistants offer, which I have available, uh, you can kind of start to identify the things that are, that you're good at. And then also when you're looking at things like this, or you're doing research, mark the things that you're interested in. Everything's figure outable right? We can learn everything from YouTube or Googling stuff or networking with people like us to be like, wow, how do you use Kajabi? Or how do I get really good at supporting a public speaker? And then that kind of starts to fill the gap of your training. So you can certainly do this on your own. You have your five things that you're offering, and then you're always learning something new to add to your toolbox to then be able to offer to new or existing clients. So that's the first one. I think Knowing what you offer is really important. Uh, The who people talk about having a niche. That's great. And I think it comes with time, but when you're new, you should just put it out there and experience whatever will come your way because it's really fun and interesting to work with different demographics of people and kind of learning about, you know, we have VAs that work for cake decorators, some that work for personal development coaches, and some people that work for personal finance advisors. So that's cool. And you're learning different things for different industries. So putting it out there and identifying who your client is next. Or um, the way I I tell virtual assistants to do this is, you know, get really clear about what you offer, uh, how many hours you have available, and then then announce it. You know, send an email to your top 100 supporters. You're not asking them to support, to hire you. You're asking the neighbor down the street that's going to come over Friday night and say, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed at work. I need an assistant. And then that creates an introduction or post it on your social media board. And then you'll start to kind of see this work. It happens all the time. So that's kind of two or three steps right there that I think could just get the momentum started as you start this career.
1: I love it. Um, Two things that, as as you were saying that, that we can link in the show notes is, I mean, we'll, I think, link to any resources that you want to share mm-hmm. um, as well. And then we have an episode of a formula that we use to identify your um, like fr- skills of, as a freelancer that we can cool. link and also on yeah. um, networking. Um, so basically, like send that email to your 100 supporters. I think that's exactly um, how... I've basically built my business. businesses is just, I'm just like constantly perfect networking and telling people, um, what I do, even if they're ultimately, they're not the person that hires me. Someone down the line maybe is, or I'm in the back of their mind next time they talk to someone that might be exactly.
2: Yeah. Um, and I think when you remove that, that you're pitching the person you're talking to, like just remove that from your mindset, everything becomes so much easier because you're not selling yourself. Totally. You're just, Yeah.
1: Yeah, then it's not, like, gross networking. Uh, yeah, because no one likes that. It's, like, me. the networking that people hate, where you're, yeah. like, constantly just trying to sell someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. Tell me about um, – tell me a little bit more about your academy and how that works. Um, because I think that you can totally go the, like, DIY route. Um, mm-hmm. I also think that Lee and I are big believers that, like, sometimes if you – Sometimes if you pay for an expert to help you out, it's going to get you a lot farther in a lot shorter amount of time. Yeah. Um, so tell us, tell us what that's like.
2: Yeah. So the Virtual Assistant Academy is a business course for virtual assistant and a tech course. The tech course, of course, is always changing because technology and software and what entrepreneurs are using these days complete advances every week. Uh, So the business side really walks you through all the things that I wish I would have known when I started that I missed out on thousands and thousands of dollars by undercharging or not putting my services out there correctly or not being clear enough on my website or taking the wrong client when I know that that wasn't the work that I wanted to be doing. So I I debunk a lot of that and just get them unstuck. Um, So there's five modules that take you from identifying your skill set and who you want to work for to uh, marketing yourself and a lot of different angles of ways, ways to pitch yourself and how to now introduce yourself. You're no longer um, so-and-so's mom at the PTA meeting. You're a professional virtual executive assistant, whatever that looks like for you. Um, and then we get into the numbers, you know, how to run the back end of our businesses. You both do this, I'm sure, very well. So, you know, Invoicing on time, having terms, having good contracts in place, proposals, onboarding documents, all of that. Mm -hmm. And then to communication. I think the biggest breakdown I see between virtual assistants and new clients, and it will extend for years if they don't start with this, is some type of communication Process or set up meaning. What does your Monday morning meeting look like? How are you being tasked each week? How are you closing the week out with wins or things that are opportunities for the following week? That stuff means if you're a virtual assistant that approaches your client that way, you will be highly rewarded by referrals, by praise. It's it's not common to see a virtual assistant kind of take a professional approach to their business, and that's what I'm teaching my virtual assistants to do. So I highly recommend that Uh, again, but also if you're not in a a position to invest in something like a a, a virtual uh, program or an academy, um, just start where you're at and then do something later. It's really important.
1: Um, how much does it cost?
2: Yeah. So right now, and things change uh, as we're recording this, the program's 997. So I I try to make it as affordable as possible for virtual assistants. And the return on investment for that is really quick. Um, People are hiring virtual assistants these days at around 25 an hour to start. That's changed a lot since the pandemic. I'm sure you guys can also relate to this, but when you walk into Target, you can make 20 bucks an hour as a cashier. Mm -hmm. And we all know that virtual assistants are way more valuable than that. And we have to pay different taxes too. So we have to account for that. Uh, And then we also have a placement agency called virtual assistant management. So if you go through my certification program, there's an opportunity to apply for that. And that's where I'm really growing placements and, and fostering growth for the virtual assistants we have on our team and just attracting the best
1: clients that we can. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I mean, I think that, like, yeah. I mean, I think that you're absolutely right about the investment. I think that Leah and I are very self-taught in what we do. Like you said about YouTube and um, Google, like pretty much everything I know how to do, I learned on like as I did it, and I like googled it or youtube it or like just figured it out as I went. And um, I think that there, I think that it's always like a, a like a cost. Um, benefit like analysis when you're making decisions about that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, I think Leah and I have also like invested lots of money in all kinds of virtual courses. For yes, that we me too. Do. So <laughs> I think that like it it's a wonderful option. And I think you're I think that like having that having that viewpoint of someone that's gone through it before um, will save you tons of time. Um, and ultimately I think increase, um, the amount of money that you're making a lot faster than if you're just doing it out of the game. Yeah.
2: Yeah. There's lots of tips on how to package things. And and the, the sweet spot of, I see a virtual assistant going to, which I teach is, you know, you have your, your hourly rate or your retainer rate even better. And then as you become an expert in, let's say, cleaning out an inbox, right? That's the basic thing. You can offer that as a one-time service and make really great bang for your buck. So, and it's great for, I I use stay at home moms as my um, avatar quite a bit because that's the market that this is so perfect for, but you know, if your kids are home during the summer, you're probably not going to do that project work, but then it allows you to ramp it up in the, in the fall when the kids are back in school. So you can really kind of have the cadence that follows your lifestyle instead of having your career
1: the dominant there. Yeah. I love those. I love the thought of like one-off like packages like that too, because I think, um, I was talking to someone that I was coaching a few months ago and she was talking about the things that she's like, well, I do this thing and like I charge $400 for it, but it takes me like 20 minutes. And I'm like, yes exactly <laughs> like but it take them 20 minutes no it would take them so much longer than it takes you so it's like that charging for value not for time equation uh-huh. where I think that um it, it, in all of our worlds there are contracts that I price hourly and contracts that I price at a flat rate like I think it like kind of really varies depending on um what it is and what you do so I don't think there's like one answer about like this is the right way to price everything but I think those I think when you zero in on something that you're like, okay, I know I know exactly how to do this. It's a super replicable system. I can do it over and over and over again. And it takes me virtually no time, but it's a huge value add for my client. A package is like a perfect absolutely. Do it all day long. I love that. I mean, I know lots of people that were paying for like a inbox clean out.
2: Right. And I know a lot of people that actually enjoy it, including myself. Like I, yeah. that's weird. Yeah. I've been doing this for years. You think I'd graduate from the inbox. I'm like, nope, I love, I have an inbox zero course because I love it so
1: much. I love it. I, 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 I wasn't inbox zero, but I have fallen off. The- <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. I, I'll, I'll get back there. I'll get back. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, tell us, um, more about the, um, the placement agency. And yes. That- yes. So, uh,
2: this really people say, how did you start that? Such a great idea. I'm like, well, people started coming to me saying, wow, you certify virtual assistants. I need to hire one. And again, few too many conversations later, I'm like, I have something on my hands. So, uh, really put a lot of effort. I have a placement manager in place that does a really great job of con- doing consults with the client because getting the client clear is another thing that you'll learn as a virtual oh. assistant. If you go at this on your own, it's, it's interesting, right? Um, Leah's laughing at me because I know she does a lot of Kajabi work. It's,
0: it's, it, well, crazy. I'm not even just laughing at that. Like, I'm just laughing. Like I need someone like I would say yes, I need to hire a virtual assistant, but like what do I need them to do? Yeah. Like, yes. An, yeah. yeah. I mean so we... I wanna
1: I wanna I'm just gonna say this out loud too is like Molly, we I think we wanna have you back. We can touch on it right now too, but as we're talking, I'd love to do an episode on how to effectively hire and use a VA. Yes. Like so for the like the VA manager end because I think that is also something that is hard ho- I think there's like but be a good VA side of it. And then there's like how to pick and effectively utilize a VA is also yes. like a really mm-hmm.
2: one. Yeah. Because when clients, and I'll just briefly say that when clients come to us, they're so overwhelmed. That's why they're hiring a virtual assistant. But then they're so overwhelmed to even take a second to write down why they need one or create the job description. So we hold the, painfully hold their hand to the fire and help them through that entire process and get crystal clear about what they need, what softwares they utilize, the time that they need a VA, uh, their budget. And then we go to our virtual assistants that we know very well, and we select a few for to interview directly and then they make their placement and we have two models. You can hire a virtual assistant directly and pay a placement fee, or you can uh, go through our agency and pay hourly. And that offers more flexibility because you have the backing of the agency should something fall through or you need another one or whatever that looks like. Um, so it's been really great for business owners and for virtual assistants that don't want to deal with sourcing yeah. clients and all of that work. Yeah. So that's virtual
1: love it yeah all right I'd love to chat all about that because I have learned a lot it's a big one I a lot of my clients um because the type of work that I do is like I would say VA adjacent but I don't do basically I'm like here are all the things I don't do but like you should hire someone else to do them and I've worked with clients who've like had assistants or um things like that, where I would like work with them to be like, okay, what are the systems we need to put in place? Like, how do you need to think about um, working with this person? Most of almost every time I have seen a virtual uh, assistant period relationship fail is because the person being assisted is bad at it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's almost never. um, I'll take that back. There are a few times where I'm like, okay, that was, that virtual assistant did not go very well, but. Most of the time, it's like the person managing the virtual assistant is not good at delegating, doesn't have clear expectations. It doesn't actually know what they want or need. Um, and so I think that's also like a huge, which I think is a perfect role for an organization like yours because you're you're coaching both ends mm-hmm. um, to mm-hmm. be able to make sure that it really works.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Yes, exactly. Awesome. Um, well, what what else?
2: Um, I just encourage anyone listening that's like, wow, this piques your interest, explore it. I this, as You guys can probably relate. Being independent and running your own business, though it has its own challenges, is so nice. I shared at the beginning of this, I'm moving mm-hmm. into a Sprinter van for the next four to 12 months to be determined. And I wouldn't have that opportunity if I worked in a cubicle, right? Or I traveled to Europe 12 times in the past 10 years, my husband deployed, that's where I would go work like that. It just creates so much freedom, more time at the holidays, more time with friends, go do cool stuff on a whim. It's just, I always say being a freelancer, running your own business or being a virtual assistant, you're creating a life. You're you're creating a career around your lifestyle instead of a lifestyle around your career. I'm sure you've heard that before. And it's so mm-hmm. true. So just can't echo enough how cool this is and the fact that we all get to do it and teach people
1: how to do the same thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's super awesome. We agree with all of those things. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it was so nice to have you. Um, and we'll definitely plan on having you back. Cause I think we, for sure, among possibly some other things, like maybe we want to hear about van life in a few months, yeah. but, um, I think definitely let's think about having you back to talk about the other end. Like how do you select and manage a VA effectively would be a great one to do. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for um, talking with us today.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having me. You guys are great. Wish we could just go out for coffee and hang out.
1: (laughs) I know, but you know, we and I have actually never even met in person this oh, wow. virtual world that we live in yeah. we have plans like we're trying we're like we, have we plans. need to meet each other a person let's make that happen in the next like six months so we're working on it but up until now we've how long has it been in like, two years that we've been doing yeah that? um so yeah this is the world of virtual love it where <laughs> even business partners have never met each other in person yeah <laughs> i love it that's awesome it's awesome mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Freelance Revolution podcast. Don't forget to check out our free community for freelancers and solopreneurs. Go to freelancersaligned.com to learn more and sign up.